Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Becky Chowson, author of the debut novel, Kismet. Publishers Weekly wrote about the novel, Chowson's stunning debut, which walks the line between romance and women's fiction, beautifully illustrates the power of family and forgiveness. Becky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your new novel, Kismet, how would you describe the novel? Kismet is a story about uh, two twin sisters attending a wedding in the town of Kismet, Fire Island. Uh, Kismet's a real beach town off the coast of Long Island. Um, And it follows our narrator, Amy, as she is the maid of honor at her sister's wedding. Um, She's already kind of reeling from a recent heartbreak. And when she shows up at her family beach town, she recognizes uh, a face of a, of a familiar man from her past. And so there's secrets and love triangles, but ultimately it's a story about sisterhood and family, marriage, and uh, the people and places that shape us the most. And do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write the novel? Yeah. So it's funny. I I was writing, I started writing the book during COVID. Um, it was summer 2020. And I actually started writing a thriller idea first. Um, I, I've never written before. I, I work in film and TV development uh, where, you know, thrillers sort of sell well. And so I was like, all right, I had this new unexpected window of time because of the pandemic. And, you know, we were home on the weekends and I thought, all right, let's try it. Let's just try and write a book. <laughs> so I started outlining this thriller idea, um, but it was so depressing on my weekends. You know, <laughs> I work Monday to Friday, and on Saturdays I would open this like very dark and moody word document, and I it wasn't working. Uh, by June 2020, my husband has his family has a house in Kismet Fire Island, which is this amazing real beach town. Um, I've been going for over a decade with my husband, we're high school sweethearts. And so it was that first time going out during COVID and on the ferry. So to get to Fire Island, you have to take this 30 minute ferry ride. There are no cars on the island. Um, and on the ferry, the first page of what would become Kismet, like chapter one, sort of just popped into my head. And that was that big aha moment of, oh, like, this is the book. It's a beach read, which are, is always my favorite thing to read on the weekends. And I sort of knew I wanted to write a book about sisters. And I, I also figured, you know, let's throw a wedding in there. Let's make it their 30th <laughs> birthday, like, add all of the drama uh, that we could. And the rest sort of followed from there. But it was being in that town, um, a beach town too, that I, I know sort of like the back of my own hand so that when I was writing it from my apartment in Manhattan during the rest of, you know, the lockdown, um, I could sort of close my eyes and see the restaurants and I knew the people in the places and, and what the feeling is of spending a summer weekend out in Fire Island. And so it ended up being this incredibly unexpected gift of, of that 2020 summer and fall to be able to, you know, I would, I joked to my husband, I'd like open up my laptop on Saturdays and be like, all right, off to the beach, like, see you later, like gonna go write my beach read. Um, yeah, and so and it sort of just followed from there. Well, that's a pretty big shift from a thriller. Did it? Did it feel? Did it feel a lot better once you started uh, writing Kismet? So much better. It was. It was wild. Like truly, no way to describe it other than um, it kind of fell out of me. And I think 
in my day job, we work in a lot of science fiction or horror or action or, you know, even just like, you know, more poignant projects. And then to be able to work in this like women's fiction arena on in my uh, free time, I think was what really helped me write it too, because it felt more like a hobby than than what my job is. And I read books for work constantly with an eye towards adaptation. And so it was fun to be able to do my own writing research in this like contemporary romance genre. And I think, you know, keeping it all rooted in something I was doing for fun was what really I, I sort of pushed the needle in, in being able to finish the project, I think. Well, well, you mentioned that uh, this is your debut novel and the first novel you had written, but had you thought about writing a novel before? Not really, to be honest. Um, I <laughs> I always say it. So my I'm a quadruplet, all four girls, and we have one older brother. And our brother is a screenwriter. He is the kind of person who is a writer. It's funny, I'm taking this interview from his office in LA where I'm surrounded by his episode, his posters for The Flash, the show he writes for, and all of his comic books. And he has the classic like bulletin board with like act one, act two, act three note cards. And so I always grew up watching him from a young age writing every day. He'd write plays for us to star in and, and you know, just story. he was constantly writing stories. And I always loved reading. And as I got older in college and even just working in development, I loved helping writers tell their story and and looking at a draft and figuring out where things could be strengthened or kind of being that like outside brain, um, which is development. And so I always loved working in development. I never really considered myself a writer. I loved a good email. I loved a good essay. Love a per- love a college application essay. Always end up helping people with those every year, um, but not, never really turned to fiction. And then it was really this this gift of this unexpected free time. I always say like we're so privileged that we were healthy and we had stable jobs during the pandemic. That and my husband and I had already been married. I always say too we weren't like Zoom dating or planning a <laughs> wedding. Like we were done. We had sort of checked off a lot of our boxes early on in our personal lives and professionally we had stable careers too he was getting um my husband was getting his mba may 2020 the program was going to begin just on saturdays and that was always our plan and so all of a sudden he was home on saturdays from 8 a.m to 8 p.m in zoom school doing like business (laughs) i always joke too like in the beginning before i decided to write the book i was like oh maybe i'll like get my mba with him too (laughs) i listened to like 11 minutes of statistics and i was like i cannot do this this is why i work in like a creative industry take me out of this and so then it was like you know what let's just maybe try and and write and read all the time And, and i always credit to the gift of working in development is reading early drafts of books. And so I haven't, I, I think the barrier to entry felt a little bit less intimidating because what I read is, is not always just those finished copies you pick up at the bookstore. I read drafts that have, you know, type of need a little <laughs> bit of like editorial work. And so I think I was less intimidated to write my own book because I've just read such a wide range of, of different projects. And so um, yeah, it, it's funny because I really, ne- it never was something that I thought I would do. And yet when you look back, all signs point towards it because I really, I've always had been the person who was reading and I've always loved stories. And now, of course, I've scratched the itch and I can never go back to not writing. So I've like awakened this in me <laughs> and it's frustrating because I love it so much that now I'm trying to have two jobs basically for the rest of my life. It's very frustrating. <laughs> well, well, given that 
given it, that it was the first novel that you had written, were there any challenges along the way in terms of writing fiction that, that you found? Or yeah. was it just a, was it just a smooth process? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I, it was definitely definitely frustrating. I think it, and, and now it's funny because I've, I've written my second book and the second book, as I know a lot of people say, is much harder because <laughs> you sort of know what you're getting into. And I think I sort of, I forgot. And, and the first book, you know, I, I'm a big outliner and plotter and inherent to the plot of Kismet 2, which takes place over the week leading up to a wedding, is the schedule. And I, I outlined the book as if I were a maid of honor at my sister's wedding. And, you know, <laughs> weddings on Saturday, which means rehearsal dinner on Friday, which means welcome drinks on Sunday and activities throughout the week to force all the characters together. And so the execution of the book um, on a macro level was actually quite simple because I gave myself a lot of tools of here are the here's an outline to follow here's a cast of characters everybody had a secret and I sort of used all of these tricks and tools I picked up from a lifetime of reading I used diary entries and big you know set pieces where the characters had to come together um but I think the hardest part was really just that discipline and the fact that you know yeah you can't write a book unless you write it and so it was <laughs> the first time and and since since the first draft, the world has only opened up more, which is amazing. But it's frustrating as somebody who writes, you know, part time, it's making those sacrifices of, oh, no, I can't come to this brunch. I can't come to this family reunion because I really want to invest in this book. And the book doesn't write itself. You have to just commit to clearing your schedule whenever you can, whether that's waking up early or staying up late. Or for me, I write on weekends and, you know, I don't I don't have kids or even a dog at this point. So I'm able to kind of lean into that into that privilege of of using my weekends for that time. But I do think the hardest part of writing the book has just been that discipline of, of you know, saying to my loved ones, like, I'm going to fall off the face of the earth for a bit, <laughs> like write this book. And, <laughs> and hopefully, you know, it's a testament to um, I think I like to surround myself by kind with kind and caring people who hopefully are still you know luckily at this point so far they've been proven to be there still when i do return um and and have you know with the book finished um but yeah it's been it's been wild it's been really fun too there's just something about writing and figuring out the genre that i love to write in that does feel natural it's, it's ever since i made that switch to this more contemporary romance tone um, it does sort of fall from my fingers in a way that I feel like I've only read about. It's definitely <laughs> exhilarating. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's great. Well, you've mentioned several times your day job in the film industry, uh, and I read that when you sold your novel, you were represented by an agent at WME, which most people may recognize as a William Morris agency, and that you knew the agent because you were both interns together at WME. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious about that process. When you were looking for an agent, did you approach your friend, or how did that work? That's exactly it. And again, it's so fun, like all the kismets of my own life and the best story is is mine with Sabrina, my agent. We were interns together in the New York WME office going into our senior year. 
we both moved to LA and worked in the mailroom at WME and then in the books department, both moved back to New York. And we ended up working for the same agent as co-assistant. So we worked for this woman, Jennifer Rudolph Walsh, who is an amazing book agent. She ran that department. She represented like Oprah to Sue Monk Kid. And we were her two assistants in constant communication all day long. And Sabrina, to her credit, was the first person to ever tell me that I should write a book just based on the emails. Cause I love again, love a good email. <laughs> love to like get in there with like kind of flowery language. And she was always like, I want to be a book agent and like send me your book when you've written it. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> That'll never happen. And then, you know, cut to COVID. We stayed close. I had since left um, to work at Sunday Night, a production company that I work at now. And Sabrina and I stayed really close friends. We both were planning a wedding at the same time. And I was so proud to watch her get promoted to being a book agent and start to sign and sell. And at the end, I think sort of too, a fuel for writing the book was also knowing I could help my friend at the finish line if she was, you know, give her something to sell and, and help us grow together. That's the best part about working in entertainment and is this moment when you look around and the people that you started your career with are now becoming execs or writers or agents and you can sort of all help each other out. And so I never even shocked Kismet with another agent. I sent 30 pages to Sabrina July 2020, basically as a, does this does this sound like something that's going in the right direction? And she was like, keep writing. And then by the end of that year, it was about six months of Saturdays. Um, I had the first draft and I sent it to her and she was like, oh my God, I think we can sell this. Like, this is incredible. Like it was so, it was just again, that that moment of being able to actually work with your friends. And then from there, even in the last, um, yeah, almost three, yeah, three years later with you know, we sold the second book and, and just watching her grow as an agent and the way she gets noticed. And I'm just so proud of her because it's so it's really, I think, special to get to watch your friends do what they do in, in a professional setting and crush it. In my opinion, she's fantastic. And so it was very um, easy. And I know querying for an agent for any, you know, aspiring authors listening is, a, I think, the hardest part of the process because it's just you know, the agents are inundated with queries and it's so hard to break through. And so I recognize fully that that was a huge step that I was <laughs> able to skip um, by nature of where I had started my career. Um, but sometimes we say, you know, it's that tax of like working in a mailroom and getting served, you know, what the craziness that comes with working on talent agency, fresh out of college, $10 an hour pushing mail carts is a wild experience in and of itself. But it was all worth That's it. That's where to David Geffen started. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's a crazy, <laughs> it is crazy. Just a wild time. But you meet so many people. I always recommend it to people looking to start in film or even in publishing or music in New York. WME has just legs and everything. Um, and, but yeah, so the, the agent story has been really fun and where our families are close friends now. And yeah, it feels really special to have someone in my corner like that. That's great. Well, you mentioned that you've already written a second novel. Have you started thinking about your third? I I have not yet started thinking about my third. I um I'm in edits on the second book. My dream for our is is the idea of returning to Fire Island with each book. The second book is a different town. Fire Island has 17 different beach towns. And so I think that's just begging to be a franchise. <laughs> the development exec brain in me is like, let's make a franchise. So um, I haven't yet started thinking about a third book, but it's just been 
it's it's fun to be at that early stage of just you know collecting notes on your on my iPhone as I walk around the day and, and think about different different stories and and yeah and see where see where it could lead me. Definitely early days though. That's great. Well, given your experience thus far, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Oof, yes, I mean for me it really comes down. To the, to the tricks I sort of have mentioned, which is just a that discipline. I read this Instagram meme once that like so cliche, but sort of rewired my brain, which is that um, like self care is also self discipline, and sometimes you're doing yourself the biggest favor by just holding yourself accountable, even when it's hard. And so for me, it, that it all comes down to that writing routine, and and whether that's five minutes a day or a few hours on the weekend or even using like I use my subway ride to work to think about my characters when I'm drafting and so or listening to music that feels like it's speaking to the tone of the book like, really the idea that like non-writing is also writing is, is hugely helpful to me and even going on walks or just you know living in that thesis of the book whenever you can um but that discipline of, of coming back to it and just getting the pages done even when it's hard and and life is busy. It's so hard to carve out that time, but that's really the only way the book the book can work. And then my second advice I always give for people who think like me is just that outline and using your outline to your advantage. And and in both of my books so far, it's using structure as a character also whenever possible. And so for Kismet, it's setting that the book over the course of a week. And for me, that was the biggest trick for actually finishing the first book because it wasn't just starting on a random day and hoping the story would have a natural conclusion. Like I was building to this end end goal with a natural engine the whole time. And the second book um, is sort of similar. Like it's It takes place over the course of three weekends. And so I, I knew once I had that idea, I then could fill in with story and what these characters would be doing over the course of the three weekends, but using that as a way to help. For somebody who, you know, for me, like, fiddling and writing when I can, it's hugely helpful to have this outline and, and a real structure so I know what I'm doing each day, uh, just in terms of getting the writing done. Um, but my last tip, which is not you, way more than you asked for, is sometimes I genuinely like close my eyes when I write and I just go. And I try not to get so bogged up in exact word choice in those first rounds. I really don't try to over-edit my first drafts. I close my eyes and I write as long as I can without opening them just to kind of just make sure the words stay flowing. And and again, with that with that end goal just being writing, the only way the book gets done is if, is if you write it. And so just all of the things I can do to help myself actually follow through instead of kind of sitting and pondering and the perfect word, uh, that's like for round two. That's great. Well, I'm curious with your day job, uh, have has there been any film interest in Kismet? There's been there's been a few. Uh, we sent it around. It's it was funny. I not at my job. I like passed on the film rights to my own book because it's not <laughs> it's not what we look for, which is what I love writing it. It's not um, a superhero. Yes, exactly. And so <laughs> it's definitely harder. Um, you know, the industry changes its mandates all the time. What it's looking for. Um, and you know, with the writers' strike right now, uh, sure. of our conversation, it's it's definitely sort of stalled some conversations, uh, which is totally fair. Um, so yeah, I, it's funny. I I think there might be something there one day. Never say never. 
but yeah, nothing maybe at the, the Hallmark channel. Yeah, I think so, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, but I think what's helpful for me because I work in film is really not even thinking about the book as sure. a movie or a TV show. And and I know some I know some writers who have so successfully adapted their own books or written their books with the eye towards it becoming IP that they could adapt. Uh -huh. um, but for me, I it sort of purposefully incorporated elements that are not filmic. Like in the book, sure. Amy, our narrator, finds her old diary. And those are, you know, it's very interior. And that stuff is much harder to capture on screen. But I yep. think because of that, it was so much fun for me to write because it was so different from the stuff that I work on during the, the workday. Um, so yeah, that's my long answer to your short question that no film, <laughs> no film updates at the moment. Sure. Well, what books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I, so the most special thing about being a debut novelist this year has been meeting so many other debut novelists. And I was really lucky to become close friends with two other authors who were debut novelists who shared the same pub date as Kismet, which was, it came out on April 18th. Um, the first was Genevieve Wheeler, who wrote her novel, uh, Adelaide. Um, it's gorgeous and stunning and uh, very raw and beautiful. And then another friend of mine now, it's so crazy, like the like fifth grader in me, like actually can't believe I like have authors like phone numbers in my contacts, <laughs> like so crazy. But my friend Kat Shook wrote this gorgeous book called If We're Being Honest, and it's a family drama set in, in Georgia and over the course of between a funeral and a wedding and also about family secrets and um the people that shape you and those two books are different different genres but so well written and i carry them my whole family is like stealing them out of my hands everybody's obsessed um they're so good i highly recommend that's great well where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you yeah. and your debut novel I'm at Becky Charlson on Instagram and Twitter, and I am navigating the world of TikTok uh, my <laughs> best I can at Becky Charlson Book. It's been a little harder with Pub Week to like be on TikTok. It's so funny. TikTok is it's hilarious. The stuff people do, it's so creative. Um, it's like being in an inside joke with everybody on in, on the app. But I do find that you need to be watching enough TikToks during the week to then also like know what to make your TikToks about. Like you have to get the joke. And so it's been hard the past couple of weeks. I've been so busy with Kismet stuff, but I feel like I'm not in the TikTok joke right now. So hopefully by the time this airs, I'll be back in it. But I'll be on Becky Charlton book on TikTok um, doing my best. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Becky Charlson, author of the debut novel Kismet. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. Yeah. And Becky, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to chat. Absolutely.